As always, it is my pleasure that you join me for today's podcast of Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I would very much appreciate it, and it will help others like you to optimally discover this podcast wherever you listen to this and your other favorite podcast. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I would love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen or coaching client seeking your second chance, or you're a representative of a business, college, or university seeking to integrate and support returning citizens in your respective organizational and learning environments. Please feel free to contact me via email at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Welcome again to another edition of Second Chance Coaching. As always, it is my pleasure to join you on another week of your reentry journey from whichever corner of the world you're listening from. We always remain humbled and excited that you've decided to spend part of your week with us. I want to uh, take the time to send a shout out and send some love to our listeners for continuing to support our podcast. We want to especially highlight our listeners in the United Kingdom, Israel, and Puerto Rico for showing us love this past week. So thank you so much. Here in the continental United States of America, our biggest listenership has come from Florida, where we are based, the state of California, and the state of North Carolina. So we also continue to thank you as well for your love and support. And even if you're not from any of these places that we mentioned, we we thank all of you for continuing to show us love and support on this second chance journey. But I wanted to share with you that this week has really been one of those weeks we are finally finished with grading, all the final exams are done, and we're on holiday break. As you're listening to this on Thursday, the, the day that this podcast drops, we're going to be celebrating, and I'll be at our fall graduation for our fall graduates. So now we are on break and on and, ha- and be able to rest easy, at least when it comes to the school, until January. Now, but what's going on at the airport at the part-time gig is a process that's called schedule bidding. Basically, what schedule bidding is, is that um, the schedules are put up for employees to bid on, almost like an auction. And usually the employees with the most seniority get to choose their preferred schedule first, then it goes in order from there in descending seniority. The problem with the schedule bidding is that the schedules have drastically changed. Usually in the airline or airport business, you could schedule a bid, and usually the schedules don't really deviate that much, but this time our schedules have drastically changed, especially with those of us who are working on a part-time basis. And some folks have decided and spoke to me that they're actually thinking about leaving the job. But with all the inflation going on right now, I can tell you that the the money is really good, and so leaving is not really an option for me. Plus, you know, I, I like working there. But I said to the one coworker who was really upset about everything and he was talking about leaving, I told him, while things look bleak, you never know when the next blessing is coming around. This is, we haven't been on the schedule yet. You don't know what the schedule is going to be. The schedule is not going to be effective until April. So you never know what's going to happen. You never know when the blessing may come around the corner. So I told him to hold tight and, 
and be faithful. But as it pertains to blessings, I was offered, I was also offered another adjunct teaching opportunity at another major university here in South Florida. So I'll be taking on that assignment next term, and I'm truly excited about that. So just when I told them that the blessings come around the corner, they certainly do. They come around the corner. But um, the update also as it pertains to life here in the condo homeowners association i have to say just i i just have to really just say how it is and be plain and simple about it i think i've never met a group of people that's this functionally unintelligent before in my entire life and i don't want to be unkind but there's really not much else to say except that we had our budget meeting last week and the residents and the resident owners by majority voted to not fund our reserve savings fund, which we will pay for it next year because we, because by Florida law, we have to sit there and fully fund the reserves and we're not doing it this year. And then to double down on that, the majority of the board of directors decided to lower the allocation for the building insurance to artificially lower the HOA maintenance fee and make the difference into an assessment to be spread over 12 months in the next in the next year. This is the same board of directors <laughs> that decided to sit there and rush into going into higher insurance. And now they want to artificially lower it. It was just, it was mind boggling to say the least. It's what I call financial suicide. And it, and it was just so sad to see and stressful, you know, to live through as a resident owner myself. But what was particularly disappointing was that there were folks who I would have thought were more intelligent than that that just went really just stone cold crazy and are acting completely irrational and irresponsible then the very next day this is when i knew that there was some stuff going on the very next day there were four residents who put their units up for sale so it made me think that this dynamic was much more calculated as i thought about it but in addition i think the insurance uh crisis coupled with inflation pressures in the united states have made what I thought were otherwise rational people just really lose their good sense, lose their minds. However, I remember what my mother always told us, that you will know who people are when you see them in, in their most uncomfortable state because their true selves come out. With this situation, it's given me a lot to think about and to see how I'll get through this and protect my investment. But I'm confident that'll happen, you know, and I want to certainly thank so many of my friends who, who decided to support me and help me speak through this initial shocking dynamic and help me talk me off the ledge. You know, the good thing is, you know, through that process, I got a lot of great advice and I know I'll work my way through all of this stuff with the condo, but the craziness in and of itself, the craziness of itself could be a podcast or a number of podcast episodes on their own. But let's talk about better things. A couple of weeks ago, I received a phone call from my late cousin Moses Jr.'s wife in Seattle, and she told me his daughter, you know, their daughter, my little cousin Mania, well, I say little cousin, but she's not really little anymore. <laughs> you know, she's a grown-up young lady in high school, and she, and um, Talana told me that she, that Mania is going to be, was making her search weekend retreat, and then asked me um, if I could write her a palanca for her, re for her retreat weekend. It was so nice to hear that word. I had not heard or actually said out loud the word palanca in over 30 years. In the Roman Catholic faith, when you do a weekend retreat or in 1988, when I did a Christian awakening retreat, 
you receive during the course of the weekend what's called a palanca or a number of palancas from folks who have also completed the weekend retreats like you're doing, like you would be doing in that current moment. But palanca in its literal meaning is a Spanish word which means lever. And for the purposes of retreats, the palanca is a spiritual lever used to move people lovingly and gently towards God. The palanca comes in the form of a letter to someone with the intent of giving support and guidance in the form of prayers, sacrifices, and really heart-to-heart communication that you're going to make, that you're making to them and that you'll make to God on their behalf. Some of these sacrifices or acts at service palancas could be like acts of personal devotion, reading scriptures, praying novenas, going to mass, and acts of personal sacrifice, really just to name a few. But now, the acts of personal sacrifice are not like, you know, big, big, crazy things, but they could be things like giving up TV for the weekend, not drinking soda for the weekend, no cigarettes, etc. You know, stuff like that. Something like that that you'd give up in honor of the person making the retreat. Now, in 2023, we did not have to write a letter um, to Mania, a physical letter, but the Palanca came in the form of sending my cousin Mania an email. I said, okay, well, I see the technology is advanced that, that way. But prior to composing the Palanca for her, I looked in my storage and I still had my old beat up notebook from my Christian Awakening retreat in 1988, mm-hmm. as well as all the Palancas that were written to me. I still have them. And, and I, and it was so good to, to look at them and to think about those memories that came along with them. So I reread all of the Palancas and I took the time to meditate on them and think of what I wanted to share with Mania in my Palanca to her. So after thinking about it, I shared with Monia what in, in, in my Palanca to her, what it meant for me to do the Christian awakening retreats, you know, and what I hope she gets out of the retreat weekend and the importance of people in your lives, the angels in your lives, the importance of unconditional love and support that you receive from those in your family, your friends, your loved ones that, that provide that, that provide that Palanca for you. And I told her that how I received that from my late cousin, her father. So I shared with I also shared with her scriptures to meditate on during the weekend and detailed the palancas I was offering up to her or offering up for her during the course of the weekend. Now, whether you're religious or not, or whether you're in the Catholic faith or not, whether you're walking through your reentry journey or just walking through life, we provide palancas every day for folks. And palancas are offered to up to and for us whether we see them or not. I'm not only grateful for the Palancas I've received over the years, I'm humbled for the Palancas I'm able to give. Now, one doesn't have to be religious to provide Palancas to someone, even if you're not looking at it from a religious point of view. You could be you could be talking about being emotionally supportive to someone, whether that emotional support is coming from a dramatic work schedule change like we talked about earlier, or crazy events at, at your condominium or really just walking through a spiritual or consequential journey or season in life. You know, the everyday palanca you could provide someone could be that emotional support that involves asking questions, listening, providing validation, whatever support that someone may need. And of course, you know, I have some tips to share with you. You know, a lucky 13 tips on how you could provide emotional support, how you could provide that palanca, for anyone in your life. So let's go, let's start with number one. 
Number one, just ask. That's a simple thing. Just ask. Ask someone, how can I support you? How can I help? Number two, after you ask, just listen. Listen actively. Listen with empathy. Give someone your full attention. Don't try to uh, multitask between your phone or something else. Really be very intentional about listening so that you could really give them, they could see that you're giving them, that you, they could see that you're giving them your support. Number three, validate. Validate the feeling someone's going through at that time. Let, let it be known that it's okay to feel what they're feeling. Number four, avoid judgment. Stay away from judging folks in that moment. Even if you have that opinion, they just need you. In that moment, they just need your support, not your judgment. There could be plenty of time for that later on. But providing judgment and commentary is really the quickest way to close someone off. Number five, skip the advice. You see how all these things follow along with each other? People want to be heard. They don't want advice at that moment unless they ask for it. But for the most part, when someone is seeking emotional support, advice at that moment is the last thing that they're looking for. Number six, authenticity over perfection. Don't get caught up in trying to give the quote unquote right kind of support. Someone who's looking for that emotional support from you, they just want you to be your authentic self, your true self supporting them. That's why they came to you to begin with. Number seven, build them up, build up their strengths, build up their strengths through compliments applicable to the situation at hand, letting people know, you know what, tough times come and go, but tough people last forever. And you're a tough person. You can handle this. You got this. Number eight, support their solutions. Avoid telling them what they think they should do. Just like avoid skipping, giving them advice. Avoid telling them what they think they should do, but give solutions that go along that are helpful and supportive to them. Number nine, offer physical affection. It's not inappropriate at all times, but sometimes offering someone physical affection, a hug, a touch on the shoulder, can make the difference in giving a loved one that critical emotional support. But of course, you have to decide and take a look at what's going on in that moment, if it's appropriate or not. Number 10, avoid minimizing. Do not minimize the feelings of those going through their pain. As I've told people, you have the right to feel the way you feel. You know, there's nothing wrong with feeling that way because it's your feeling. It's how you feel at that moment. Number 11, make a nice gesture. Nice gestures to those needing emotional support, such as running to the store for them or running errands, bringing flowers, you know, doing something nice. That makes that makes a big difference for someone that that's needing your emotional support at that time. Number 12, plan a distracting activity. You know, of course, anyone who knows me, the best activity I like to do is to go to the beach. Help someone, help your loved one through a distracting activity. Maybe play a game of Uno, play some cards, you know, watch some television. Something to help them through their healing in that particular moment in time. And last thing, number 13, check back in. Sometimes it's just simple sending a text or making a phone call saying, I'm just checking in on you makes such a difference in bringing up someone's emotional support. I have a friend of mine who her father was going through a really tough illness. And unfortunately, the other day, her father succumbed to that illness. And I didn't really know what to say. I just kept checking in on her with, simple, with a simple text because she was overseas by saying, just checking in on you, just checking in on you, how you're feeling. 
and you know you let them sit there and say what it is that they have to say especially with the loss of a parent you know i definitely continue to keep her in my prayers but the bottom line providing palancas and emotional support is not always tangible you cannot see it you can't always hold it in your hand but it means so much to the receiver as well as to the giver as it reminds you and them that there's there's love there in the in the circle of friendship love there in the world you know that value is there and it, and simply just having each other's back is just simply priceless in providing those palancas and that emotional support i want to continue to thank you as always for sharing your time with me Thank you for continuing to spread Second Chance Coaching to your friends, family, and loved ones. I really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. We really enjoy and get excited when you join us every week. So thank you again for joining us. And I look forward to spending time with you again next week. Thank you again for joining us here at Second Chance Coaching. In addition to coaching services for individuals and businesses, I'm also available for speaking engagements and workshops on criminal justice reentry, human resources, as well as organizational culture and leadership. Feel free to email me at richard at secondchancecoaching.com, as well as connect with me on Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Remember, every day you are given this opportunity for your second chance, and I know you'll make the best of it. I love you all, and I look forward to connecting with you next time here at Second Chance Coaching.